Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Hi and welcome to episode 61 of the UK Travel Planner podcast. In this week's episode, I chat with Lisa Olney, who in June spent 14 days exploring London and travelling around England with husband Ken. Lisa has a particular interest in Tudor history and English literature, which is reflected in their itinerary, which included destinations such as the Globe Theatre, Stratford-upon-Avon, Canterbury, Hampton Court Palace, Hever Castle, York and Windsor Castle. I began by asking Lisa to introduce herself and tell us where she's from and who she travelled with on this trip. My name is Lisa Only. I'm from New Hampshire, USA. Um, and I went on the trip with my husband, Ken, for two weeks. Yeah. So whereabouts did you go in the UK? So we kind of did this circle around London in a way. Um, we went and we stayed in London for a few days and then we went to York. Stratford on Avon, down to I think is it Kingston where Hampton Court is, down to Canterbury, and then back up to London. Ah, oh, cool. So like a circular route round. So yeah. was this the first time that you'd been to the UK, Lisa? Yes, it is. Um, we had had a trip planned since 2020 for our 10 year anniversary, um, and of course 2020 happened. You know, going yeah. so. Um, in some ways, you know, we'd been training, planning this for three years. We had um, our planes booked and I had gotten a show at the Globe um, and then everything got shut down. So um, and then the following year, our basement flooded. So it just kept getting pushed back. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but I had never been I'd never been um, to Europe at all. OK, so. Oh, oh that's exciting. So this is your. First yes. Well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So did you, yep. did you, are you going to go back? Did you enjoy it? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, and I've traveled, like I, I've been to Alaska, I've been to Hawaii. So obviously the first trip for your husband as well to Europe? Yes. Yep. Ah, okay. So both of you first time. Fantastic. So yep. obviously if you're going to a place for the first time and you don't know anything about it, how did you decide what you wanted to see? How did you kind of go, right, those are the things we really want to do? Yeah, so um, I'm a big Tudor fan, <laughs> and I am a uh, literature major, or, you know, I was a literature major, and um, I'm a writer, love literature. I'm actually going to be starting teaching high school this fall. So um, I, for me, it was Tudor and literary landmarks Wow, was kind of what the heart was, because I just... I, I love all things England. I just love British history. I love um, British literature. So that was always kind of always been my goal. Um, so that's how I picked things. Yep. Have you got a favorite writer? Um, I do. I actually, so I love the Bronte sisters. Yep. 
a lot of people. So it's like um, Austin or are you more Austin or are you more Bronte? I'm kind of the Bronte sister. Yeah, I, I must admit, I'm a big Wuthering Heights. I love Wuthering Heights. That whole uh, yes, yeah, fabulous, absolutely fabulous. I like uh, you know, like Jane Austen as well. Nothing against Jane Austen, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I'm a, if I, yes, if I had to have one, it would be Wuthering Heights would, would always kind of win for me. I think. Yeah. And so that actually is one of the places that did have to get cut off because it just was a little too far out of the loop was I wanted to go to their parsonage. But next trip. <laughs> well, you're not the only one because I had to cut it out on my trip this year and I really want to go too. So Doug went. So Doug actually went out with I didn't go. So I'm going to be going yeah. in December for sure. Oh, great. Um, because he bought a ticket for I think it's a 12 month ticket. And he's like, oh, you absolutely have to go. And I was kept asking him all the, the photos he was taking, the videos and it looked amazing. So but I unfortunately had to come out of uh, my trip this year. So at least he did it. But yeah, it, yep. it's hard, isn't it? When you try yes. to decide where to go, you have to take things out. Yep. Otherwise it becomes a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. So once you decided on the different places, so I guess you did some, obviously did some research and and, mm-hmm. and, and had a look at where the different areas were located. That, that helps, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To kind of look, okay, where are they? How did you then decide how to get around to those places? So um, a big part of that, we originally were going to, um, rent a, a vehicle. But then we decided we really didn't want to mess with that. So when I found your podcast and I was listening all about the train information, I kind of assigned that to my husband to look up all the train information. And that's what we did. Everything was on a train. Um, and so um, what the way I kind of started was I knew I wanted to see something at the Globe Theater. That was my dream. And um, so I started with trying to find a date for the theater. And then another big thing in my research is I saw that Windsor had some real, f- I made sure I checked what time they were open and what days and Windsor had some real strange times. Yeah. Um, and for some reason they were closed an extra couple days out of the week. So what I ended up doing was kind of like, it started with, okay, I know I'm going to the globe to see, you know, um, we actually saw Midsummer Night's Dream. Yep. And so I know we're going here on this date. I want, I've got to do Windsor on this date. And then from there, we just checked where all, where we could get trains and kind of connected the dots to all the places, you know? Um, And, and that's how we did it. Just looking a lot at your, um, at the train information and, and how to do it. Uh, And Yeah. So that's kind of what we did. Did you do a tour of the Globe Theatre as well? I I did. So the funny part about that was originally when we had, when I booked the tickets in 2020, I had gotten the package where it was like we were getting the tour, we got dinner, and then you had the show. This time it looks like they changed things up a little bit. And because of that, you know, the change or the way I had to do my itinerary, actually did Windsor in the morning. And then we did the globe at seven at night. Yeah. So I wasn't able to do the tour during the day, but towards the end of the trip, when we were kind of wrapping up, when we came back to London, it was sort of a couple days of like, what else do we want to see while we're here? And I looked it up and they had, you know, we weren't leaving till six o'clock that night. So on the last day I was able to go and do the tour at the globe. That was, I'm like, they got an opening at 10, I'm there. And it was incredible. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great to hear. Yeah. How long had, obviously, things got cancelled in 2020, so you had to kind of to wait. So you kind of already had your itinerary then, so you just had to tweak it for this time then? I guess it was just looking at things that had changed? Um, yeah, so we really, I ended up, 
by the time we got the tickets in 2020, um, I had only, like I said, I had, I only planned very little and that just was the globe. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. Um, but this time it was really starting with a clean slate. And so I started in about when we, I said, I'm not saying no again, I am going this year. It was around December. Yeah. So we started planning, um, around then to come in June. It's we were there the same time you were and it was just like every you were like I would be in York, you were in London. <laughs> it was like uh it was funny and the weather was fun. We had you know what we had great weather because the weather has not been that great since. It's mm-hmm. basically rained from what I gather. Wow. Since I came back because my mom was like, "Well, you were here at the right time this year again because it's rained every day." And I was like, "Because I wanted to stay an extra month but couldn't because my daughter was graduating, so I wasn't missing that." Yeah. So I came back to Australia and um, and I was like, "Oh, it would have been really good to have stayed, but obviously couldn't." Um, so but it's quite a long way to come back to Australia. To- <laughs> yes, yes. And um, and then she was like, "Well, since you left, it's just rained." So I'm like, "Oh well, that's all right then." Um, I feel sorry for everybody that's there now. So I, I can't. I, I, I would love to apologise for the, the UK weather, but I can't because it's so unpredictable. You just never know what you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, we brought you know the umbrellas, the raincoat, the long pants, and we never. I never wore long pants. It was always shorts. You know, we had one rain when we were in York. We were at a restaurant and it started pouring, and we had to run back to the inn. Yeah. And then like the next day it was a little kind of misty, which was fine because we were traveling on the train to Stratford on Avon. Yeah. And that was it. That was the only it then like at Heaver, it like we got a little drizzle, but that was it. The whole rest of the time it was above seventy, seventy five degrees. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. So let's talk about some of the destinations that you we went to and how you how you found. So uh, we'll talk about I'm gonna start with Heaver because I got to Heaver Castle this year, which is the first time that I'd been and I went out with John, John England who the, the Yes uh, is one of our partners. And um I had an absolutely fantastic day. You know, if you've got places that you've always wanted to see and then it's it it was amazing. Loved it. So you went to Heaver, what did you think? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. And it wasn't, it wasn't that crowded. Um, we actually, and it was fun. I don't know how you got there, but, um, we took the train from London. And so we did the whole footpath. You can take the footpath and it goes like through the back and through fields. And then you're like, hanging out with sheep in the field and we're like are we going in the right direction you know like we're like in the middle of nowhere um but it was so much fun and I just kept thinking like take it in Lisa this is great you know um and it's so beautiful I love how you can go and you can bring your own picnic you can I mean you can easily spend a whole day there oh yeah yeah. You know, it it was beautiful. They did have part of it was um t- uh cordoned off because they were filming. Oh, okay. Something, but I don't know what it was and it, they weren't actively shooting anything at that time, but part of the gardens towards where that there's like a lake or pond in the back, that part was shut was shut off. They do a lot of weddings down there as well. Oh, I can imagine. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But no, I loved it and see again, like I said, I'm the big big Tudor fan. So it's like, I wanted to read every, you know, every painting, you know, everything that was there. Yep. And we were lucky because we got to see the Thomas Cromwell, his a book of hours. Yes. So I was just in there staring and staring just, it was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal experience. I was so lucky to see that. 
I think when I was there, they had um, they had Anne Boleyn's prayer book, and, and I should remember who asked it. <laughs> yes, uh, Catherine of Aragon's, because we just missed that. I went out with John Tahiva, which was a it was just amazing. I had a fantastic day trip out with him. Um, yeah, so I didn't have to worry about kind of getting from the train station because I know yeah I'd have to walk. We're going to organize a taxi. Um, so another place that you went to, which I wanted to ask you about, was Stratford-upon-Avon. So my mum lives not very far from Stratford. <laughs> that was actually my favorite. Like, I liked that better than York. I loved, um, it wasn't as busy. It, um, there, it, you know, it has a completely different feel, but it was absolutely beautiful. I loved how you had, you know, there's, there's the Tudor part, but then it feels like modern in other ways. Um, and it was just, we did the whole bit we did. We started in the morning and we did the, you know, his birthplace. Yep. And then we got on, oh, hop on, hop off bus tour in Stratford on Avon was awesome. If anybody goes, if you want to go out to the, the Anne Hathaway's cottage, unless you're an Uber person, which we're not like, we're not Uber peoples, but we, when we found that there was that bus, it was great. Took us out there and they, the like narrator on there tells you all this fun folklore stuff and history of words. It was just so great. And we did that. And then we came back, we did new place, which I wasn't, it was okay being, I felt I had to go there being, you know, a, a literature major. Yep. But if you're not super into Shakespeare, I'd say you could skip new place. Oh, and we did the guilt. Then we did the guild hall. Yep. Must. That was a must. And then we made it over to his grave. And then at night we sat and we had drinks upon Avon. It was, oh. it was one of my favorite places, you know, just, I would, and I highly, we stayed at the white swan and it was really cool because like they have these character rooms yeah and we lucked out the room if anybody goes there ask for it i think it was 12th night and it was a huge room they call it a character room and that was its theme um and it was a really big room it had a couch it had a big one of those big tubs and and it had air conditioning oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so and it was weird because you knew it was like it's this mix of like modern convenience but like you know, really cool rustic. So it, it was a lot of fun. I liked that. I enjoyed that. That sounds amazing. And Stratford, the first time actually I, I ever visited Stratford, I had friends visiting, um, actually from Botswana, they came to visit me in the UK and I, I took them down to Stratford. It was before uh, my mum moved down that, that way. And um, mm -hmm. we did the hop on, hop off bus. And it was brilliant yep. because that's the best way to get out to Anne Hathaway's cottage. It was a bit further out. So yep. it was a great way to do it. Um, and I actually, for the first time, actually went in Anne Hathaway's house this time because that time we just did the trip round to, to look at it yeah um but um I actually went this year and uh had a look inside oh what a fantastic place to visit it is fantastic you know it was brilliant it did and also Stratford itself is just a lovely lovely town to walk around mm -hmm. and we I'm trying to think where we we went into the actual um theater and you can go upstairs and get a fantastic view over Stratford itself so that's also that's also worth doing to get that kind of kind of view over the whole um is it a town or a city I'm not quite sure um so you get that whole view um and Stra and Stratford 20 odd years ago the the I don't think it's I think it's fairly recent they, they just actually pedestrianized that main street before that cars used to come down it was crazy now it's so much better because you can walk it yeah yeah and do a look at Shakespeare's grave. I was there, and there was a there was a wedding on, so we couldn't get into the church. Oh no! <laughs> we actually, this is awful and embarrassing. And it's, but we actually, and you could edit this out if you want. But we were there, and um, 
I, you know, I go in, I'm all excited and this guy's talking to me, you know, and, and I, and he's telling me about the, there was an organist that was practicing and telling me all about it. And I'm letting him talk because I figure anybody must just, you know, they must love to tell you about stuff that isn't Shakespeare. You know what I mean? Like everybody knows you're going there for Shakespeare. Yeah. So it's trying to be, you know, I'm like super polite and I happen to reach down. And I was like, oh, like something, I like touched my leg and I look, well, I had gotten a bug bite or something and I'm standing there and I'm trying like not to like cover the bleeding. I'm like, can I still talking to him? And I'm like, I didn't know what to do. And so I said to my husband, I was like, you know, I'm just letting the guy talk and I'm nodding. And I looked at my husband and I'm like, can you take a picture of, you know, his grave, you know, the yeah. bust or whatever. And he says, and he's like, oh uh, yeah. And so I finally kind of managed to get out of there. And then I had to laugh because I'm out and I had like blood on my hands. I'm like, oh my, like Lady Macbeth. It's just so funny. <laughs> well, that's brilliant. You've got to bring that literary connection. Yeah, the literal, I'm like, geez, you know, I here I am, I'm bleeding at Shakespeare's grave, you know, we laugh so hard, and these ladies were so nice, and they got me, it's, I guess it's not a band-aid, it's a plastic, yeah, do they plastic, call it a plastic, yeah, though yeah. so she had one, and I still have one of them, and um, I'm gonna put it in a little frame, it just cracks me up, like, it's just like, <laughs> but it was just so funny, so that was just a real funny, it's just oh, but it's brilliant, story, those are but... fantastic memories, that's what I'm saying, like, so you, not yeah. only did you go and, you know, you saw Shakespeare's grave, but you've got a great story to go with it, too, yeah, I do, yeah, like, which is like, oh, yeah. part of traveling, isn't it, it's like, we go to see the places, yeah. which, like, we, we, we really want to see, and, you know, that's, that's fabulous, but it's the stories that go around, and I always say it's a human you know, interest when you meet other people and make those connections and those things that you remember. Yes. You know, I think that just are so special. Yeah. So, so you talked about accommodation, the accommodation you had in Stratford, obviously you really, really liked that. Was there any mm -hmm. other accommodation that you stayed in that you're kind of like, wow, this is amazing. Yes. Um, I highly recommend, I wrote it down, um, the Cathedral Gate Hotel in, um, where was I? Um, Canterbury? Yes, thank you. <laughs> like, thank you. Um, it's right outside. It's right next to the gate. It's in a great location. There's and then there's a restaurant. You look out over um, over the square. Um, and if you're lucky, like we were, we actually had. They gave us a room where there was a view. You could see the top of the cathedral. Wow. And even if you don't get that room, they have this patio, like in between. Because one thing that I did learn, what was interesting about going to different inns and hotels in England, was how it was like always a maze to get to your room. <laughs> it's not like the traditional hotel yeah. where you go down and it's just door, door, door. It's like you go down the hall to the left, up half a stair to the left. It was yeah, everywhere so he true. went. That's so true. Yeah. And this one, there's no elevator. There's no lifts. There's, um, yeah. And so you've got to, and we had like, because we were there for two weeks, we didn't take a little bag. We did take a, you know, like a medium sized bag, but anyway, so if, even if you don't get a room for that has a view, they have a patio and that like a rooftop patio. And that looks out up on the tops of the cathedral so we sat out and had wine and and that this was the first time it said you know it calls itself a, a hotel but really it was an inn you know and they were so nice and the lady's son was like our bartender but also checked us in like it's just the coolest experience you know yeah I'd never stayed at inns or guest houses until this trip and I knew that was a must to experience it so 
that's one thing I do you know recommend stay in the guest houses inns b and b's meet the local people. It's the best way to do it. get the local experience yeah um you know I usually stay in hotels in London, but once I get out of london i just I try and stay in the 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 b and b's guest houses as say because it, you just get to a taste of kind of the local local environment. You can ask them as well. Where's the best place for for me to eat? Where's the best? Yeah, you know, you know, what are the tips? What are the things I need to know when I'm visiting this particular place? They'll tell you all of that because they they know it all. <laughs> they live there. Um, yeah. So what about um? Obviously, you visited Canterbury Cathedral. How did you? How was that? Beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Like, and I think that was one of the things in my, uh, like that I put in my Facebook post, like about how I forget how many steps we, we said we were. And it was like, we saw, I think total counting. I mean, what York's a minster, but, yeah. um, you know, I think total at least like four, five cathedrals. I feel like we were in during the whole trip, you know, and, but that one was just, stunning and I had to go you know the connection with Canterbury Tales and yeah you know, I know it's fictional but still you know it just and it just has so much history and I was just we just kept we just kept walking into these places like the tower and and Canterbury Cathedral and you know Hampton Court and just going like these walls like you're touching a wall that's been there for you know years hundreds of years and it's just yeah it blows my mind. I mean, in New England, the oldest house we have is like 200 years old, you know what I mean? Like, and so that was one of the things that really was touching about Canterbury was the history and just, yeah, you know, and you really, each place just had this real feeling of oh, history and, and vi- vibration to it. Just like, like, um, what, uh, Westminster Abbey. Mm. I can't wait to go back and see, we decided we're going to, we'd like to go back and go in like November. Right. Yeah, and uh, Westminster Abbey is going to be a must to re go to, so that I can try and go not in so many crowds. Yeah, um, it was rough, and we were there right. We were there right when it opened, but it just didn't matter. The second like that rush went through, it was so hard. It's it's always very very busy. Um, yeah, I'll get there in December again because um, I always go to West. It doesn't matter how many times I go to Westminster Abbey, and I've done so many tours around there. I always learn something new and mm-hmm. see something new and. And find out something. I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. And this time, I actually, did the um, the Queen's Jubilee galleries mm-hmm. upstairs, which was fascinating, absolutely fantastic. I wish you yes. take photos, but we're not allowed to. But gosh, that was amazing up yep. there. Yes, we did that, and I was going to say highly recommend oh. that. That was fantastic. Yeah, you know what? I don't think a lot of people go up there, but really, seriously, go to Westminster. Yeah, you have to go up there. Yeah, absolutely, you have to go. Yeah, up there. I was shocked. It was not even busy up there, like compared to what we left when we went. I was like, holy moly! You know, nobody yeah. wanted to spend. What was it like an extra ten pounds? It wasn't even that much more. You no, know, exactly. And it's uh, uh, absolutely you've got to add that to your Westminster Abbey experience, hundred percent. Um, and yeah, like mm-hmm. it's like I don't know how many times, how many abbeys and cathedrals and ministers. ministers yes, yeah. It. It's like because I went to I took my mom to Bath for her 80th birthday, and um, so I took her to the Roman Baths first, and we came out, and she went, "Oh, have you got tickets to go to Bath Abbey?" And I went, "Oh, I didn't know if you wanted to go into it." Oh, yes, let's queue up. So I went in. So that was another one. So <laughs> it was yeah. It was like okay, oh, brilliant. I'll add that to my add that to my list of I've been. I haven't actually climbed up the tower there, but I, but I went in where I took some nice photos. So so that was really good. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know something? I think that's what specials when you go and you go into all these places and you know, like you you know the history or you've you've learned about the history, you've studied about the history. Obviously, you know the Tudors. And you go and you you're like walking in the same place that Anne Boleyn yeah. walked in or. 
you know, mm-hmm. you, where Henry VIII has been or, you know, all these people that you read about. And, you know, it, I, I just have a, because I yeah, I have a real thing about being able to just feel that mm-hmm. the presence in the past. You know what I mean? You can yes. feel it there, exudes it from the walls, doesn't it? Yes. So if you really want to get kind of in touch with that history and, and feel what it's like, you, those are the places to go to. You know, 100%. 100%. You, t- you know, you, you said it exactly. And I I feel that 100%. And especially that was one of the things I said about like going to Shakespeare. It was you re- these people you read about and you hear about, but they're still somewhere else in your head. You know, they're in books, they're in your head. But then when you go and you see that they are where they're buried or where they're, you know, where they've lived and, yeah. and you're it just becomes so much real. Everything became so much real to me after seeing it. And it, it just makes me want to jump in even more. And I'm like, I want to go back and get my history degree now. You know, like, <laughs> I just like, um, I loved it in learning about all the history even more. It just opened, it, it opened my mind in, in so many ways. Windsor was like that too. Like Windsor, I just, I couldn't wait. Well, the funny part about Windsor is that I made a beeline for um, St. George's Chapel and uh, not because it's where Harry and Meghan got married, but because Henry VIII is buried in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so when, um, when I had, I went right there because it said sometimes it can close after one. So I was like, I'm not messing around. I'm going there. And um, we were so lucky. I had no idea that we were going to be able to pay our respects to the queen. Oh, to the yes. late queen. I had no idea because, you know, you see it on the TV and you like, literally, I'm like, oh, I know, I knew that there's, you know, underneath that's where Henry VIII would be. I d- didn't realize they would actually have the visible, you know, of, I guess uh, their crypt. Yes. I-, I had no idea. So I, that yeah. was a pleasant surprise that we got to do that too. So what you, you obviously went to the Tower of London. Yep. We did that and we were, you know, did one of the water tours. We should have got we should have got it sooner because by the time we got to it, there was like, it was already like a hundred people per group going through. Um, but that was another place we spent all day there. And one thing I am so thankful for is that originally some people had said, sure, you could probably do the Tower of London and Westminster Abbey in a day. But I'm glad that I didn't because mm-hmm. the way you, you know, you got to worry about being there at three o'clock or, you know, whatever your time is in the afternoon. We would have felt rushed, and I'm just so grateful that we we didn't um, we didn't do that because we spent just about all day at the Tower of London. Sometimes it's good to give yourself that kind of flexibility. Like say if you if you give yourself you've got something like the Tower of London booked in in the morning, and if you've got the time in your itinerary to not have anything that you have to have booked in that you've got to be there specifically yep it's easier because otherwise you're 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 watching you know you're clock watching the whole time and you can oh we can only spend such and such a length of time here because we need to leave yeah um so it's good to have that that you had that ability to stay because you can easily spend like three four hours in the tower of london and i say that when people say oh oh yeah an hour is that enough no it's not enough (laughs) definitely not enough yeah um and I was really lucky this year that I did the ceremony of the keys and it oh honestly, mm. honestly Lisa, if you get the opportunity to go back to London, I highly recommend you do it. It really made such an impression on me. Um having the time with the Yeoman Warder, it was just fourteen of us with the Yeoman Warder for an hour and a half. He took us into the oh. chapel and talked about all the different things in the chapel. Obviously you can see where, you know, Anne Boleyn's buried and mm-hmm. he just told us so much of the history that I didn't I wouldn't have known. Like he said, I can't it's difficult to do that when you've got 
30,000 people through the Tower of London in a day, even when they do those mm-hmm. shows in the morning, they can't give you that level of detail. Yep. And we could ask them questions. And then we got to see the actual ceremony of the keys, which, you know, the, there's no video photography, nothing is allowed. It's It's been going on for seven, 800 years now, this ceremony. So every single night it's gone on. Um, so you get to see something that is, is historic. Your name gets written in the book at Tower of London. It's just it really was um, the highlight of my of my trip to London this year. So I know it definitely would recommend next time you go back that you do that, really. 100%. Yeah, no, that, that I would love that. It was so special. So, so special. Really, really was. So it was good. So we're, we're going to swivel the top, topic away. From yeah. All the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. About, about, about food. Was there any particular, did you, anywhere that you ate that you enjoyed? I don't know if you're foodies or not, but was there anything that you ate that you enjoyed, places you went and thought, oh, this is great? Yeah. Um, so we're not big foodies. We're very much pub people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what actually happened is when we, we went to Greenwich. So what we did end up doing is we did Westminster Abbey in the morning and then took a boat up to Greenwich, uh, to go. My husband's in the, um, was in the Coast Guard. So we went to the Naval uh, Museum up there okay. and, um, we went into this pub and we, we went into one place it was kind of like posh and we were like man weren't feeling the vibe and then we went down and we found like more one something we were looking a little more for and um it was like what they call the like green king pub yeah i guess so yeah and we started to realize um you know that how i think that one of the somebody had told us how like breweries own a certain amount of you know pubs in and around and yeah anyway so we loved it and my husband's favorite beer level head he he fell in love with that beer and actually my favorite was there too i think it's the abbott um and we had fish and chips and it was fantastic and so we started noticing these other green king pubs so yeah. by the end of the day a lot of times we just went into one that was green king because we knew what we were going to get. Yeah. We knew the quality was going to be great. We knew the service was going to be good. We were never disappointed. There was one that was in London that was a little busy. Yeah. Um, and, but other than that, That's great. you know, so we kind of did that. Yeah. But we actually were able to, in York, we were able to, we did a Sunday dinner uh-huh. uh, or the sun and um, we, that was in, it's a famous spot. Um, the f- guy fox in yes oh yes we had a sunday <laughs> dinner there. yeah yeah so that was great that was like a nice pub um, yeah and i just fell in love with okay you're gonna have to help me say it is it halloumi fries halloumi fries yeah halloumi fries yeah that was my favorite halloumi fries and steak pies like yeah. that's, that's my <laughs> and i was a little bummed because i wanted to like Yorkshire pudding but I I just I didn't love it and so oh, I was bummed because oh. it just looks so yummy but. it is yummy <laughs> <laughs> Yorkshire pudding I do have Yorkshire pudding I always have Yorkshire pudding on it if I do a roast dinner you have to have, you get, yeah it's the law yes yep good luck you need a lot of gravy lots of gravy yes no Yorkshire puddings yep. it depends I mean it, I always think the smaller ones are better sometimes these places you go they're trying to make these massive huge Yorkshire puddings that are like half the size of the plate and I think they're less tasty. So I don't yeah, know if you had yeah. really one of these huge ones. I, I always say go for the smaller Yorkshire puddings. They're much them. Right. So really good. Yeah. But that's good that you kind of you, you did the whole pub culture and vibe and had your beer and enjoyed all of that and, and kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
can get out because some of the places you go, you can order at the bar, and then other places you have to go and sit down, and then you figure out what you want. Then you can order at the go and order at the bar, and there's a few more of these kind of like scan appy things where you can kind of order in your phone. Yes, in fact, you had you know one of the questions you had said like was there something that you know surprised us and. We were surprised that there were no seats at the bars. Oh. Like in our vision was like, oh, we just want to sit up in a bar um, because they were all the go up, order, yeah. order your food, order your drinks. And then they find your table and we're like, oh, is this COVID? They're like, no, no, no this is how we do it. And we loved it. We loved it. Because, you know, here in the States, they just want turnover tables, turnover tables. And you never feel like you can just sit there and enjoy your drink. But there it was the best. We, our food always came in a reasonable time frame. It was, you know, I think the funniest thing that happened was that our credit cards kept alerting that we got double charged because you do, because you go up there and every time you go up, it's like 1501. And then the next time 1501. So they kept seeing it because of all the things, but, um, we love that was our favorite one of our favorite favorite things is the way the pubs are set up out there the train system obviously moving around quite a lot how did you manage that yeah so that was what when i made all the arrangements or my husband actually made most of those what i wasn't thinking about was that it wasn't you know i would put in like oh york to stratford on avon in the you know the train line app and it's like oh yeah but what i didn't realize is there were like you know three changes in between <laughs> you know like so that we we didn't quite plan for. The hardest one actually was York to Stratford-on-Avon because we went to Birmingham and then actually had to change a station. Yeah. Which yeah. we probably missed a sign that there was a walkway to it. So we kind of went a different way. But um, yeah, so we, um, yeah, we got around. The, the trains were great. We had, we didn't have the carry-on, small carry-on bags. We had like ones that were more medium. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I think the most times we got a little nervous was when we knew we had to take it on the tube. The tube. Thank you. Yeah. The tube. Um, that because sometimes those would go by and you're like, where am I going to stand? That was the one time. And then the trains, there was one. And I'm trying to remember which one it was, but some like only the one to York were we able, able to put our bags on the top. Yeah, it didn't fit anywhere else on the other trains. We had to have it right next to us, and I wasn't sure what the attitude was when your luggage basically takes up a seat, you know. But we we tried to. There was like I can't remember. Maybe it was on the way. I think it was on the way to Canterbury, and there was one, and I realized it was so busy because it passes by where the the tunnel or where the Paris line goes through uh even well even further down like there's some tell you what today my mind's got good <laughs> yeah but it's de it's on that way towards it's only like ashford yes yes yep and i think that one we're like wow like we weren't expecting it to be so busy but that's why so that one we were kind of like squished a little bit with our bags but yeah we did it and you know we did it and uh, if we had gotten any bigger of a suitcase it would not have been fun but and sometimes rolling over the cobblestones, that's another yeah, like that can be one right there. But I mean, a bit difficult. I think some European cities have actually banned wheelie suitcases for because the cobblestones actually say that. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I know it's one of those. It's one of those things when you pack your stuff and you think, okay, I've, I know I'm going to have to be traveling by train. And I'm going from A to B to C to D. So how can I minimize what I take to make it as easy as possible? Yep. But yeah, it it is hard, and and we've done obviously a lot of traveling by train, and it's trying to find on some of the trains you you can't find the room to put it above or it doesn't fit, so you've got to leave yep. it at the end of the carriage. So I try to sit near it, um, and sometimes you know if it's not busy, I've put the 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 um, luggage kind of beside my legs yep so it fits in um i know sometimes that like, if it's a really busy train they'll say if you've got a bag on your seat could you move it so other people can sit there but generally they'll say that yep but yeah it, it's uh it, it can be a, a bit bit difficult if you've got a lot like a lot of luggage or sit people try and minimize what you can if you're going to be doing that kind of that that train travel aspect of it but uh, but i'm glad you did it by train yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. And we studied, like I studied the Facebook group, you know, the UK travel planning Facebook group all the time on like really studied on like, what can you fit in a small case? What can you fit in a medium? You know, where it goes on the train. And ultimately, we just had to kind of do we, there was just no way for 14 days. I we're not the kind of traveler that can fit 14 days of stuff in the little carry-on. So that was, wasn't happening. It's all right. Me, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> me neither. I'm, so, I'm trying to, but I, I, you know, and especially, I mean, I was there for three months. I could leave some stuff at moments, but I had to keep going back. But yeah. even still, it, it was, it was hard. But if you, yeah, it's like sometimes you see people with massive, huge suitcases. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 that's not, yeah. I wouldn't want to do yeah. that. Definitely not. No. So I know we kind of briefly touched on it before, but was there anything, was there anything else that surprised you about? Because obviously it's your first visit to, to Europe, first visit to the UK. Yeah. Was there anything that surprised you that you didn't expect? I think um, one of the things that I wasn't prepared for were the crowds. Right. It was, it was much busier than I had anticipated. And like I've done the whole like Disney World lines and Disney World crowds I've been to Boston on the 4th of July and it is crazy, but it, it was really crazy in London. Like it was, I, I, and I, you know, I know we're from up here in, you know, New Hampshire and the country, but I just was not, I was a little overwhelmed at times. And actually for 14 days straight together, my husband and I did fantastic. You know, there was like, there were a couple times where it was, you could tell it was just hot there were a lot of people and you're like, I don't know where you want me to go. <laughs> you know, like, it was busy. Yeah, it was busy. It was busy. In April, it was busy. I was in London in April and I'd never seen it as busy. I was a bit shocked. That was just before the coronation. I was like, this is crazy. Um, and it stayed busy. And I don't, I think it's just this, people couldn't travel and now everybody's traveling. So all those people. Yep. <laughs> and and that I think it's, it's happening in lots of kind of popular places around the world, but it did feel at one point that everybody in the world was actually in London. I know. It felt actually like everybody in the world was in Westminster Abbey with me, I have to tell you. Yes, I, I felt the same way. <laughs> now, and the day we went to Westminster Abbey, the like that was the busiest we'd seen it on the streets. Now, there was the day we were there for is it the Trooping of the Guard. Oh, Trooping the of the King's Color. Birthday. Yeah. Oh, Trooping of the Color. Okay. We were there. For, that was what, the day we went to Westminster. So I don't know whether like everybody got pushed out of that area and into closer to Westminster Abbey. I don't know what it was, but that one was like pure chaos. Oh, that I, can't, I can't, I got out of London that day. In fact, Doug was going to yeah. go because I said, oh, you can do, you could go and do the Trooping of the Color. And I, I went to Paris for the day. Um, but he, he said, uh, no. And he went off to Isla White for the day. <laughs> I, I cannot imagine how busy it would have been around Westminster on the, the day of the treatment of the colour. Oh my goodness. 
Yeah. I mean, and we didn't know, like, we didn't know how big of a thing it would be. And it just happened to be something that I, I noticed when I did the itinerary that it showed up some, you know, some research, it showed up that there, it might've even been mentioned in one of your podcasts too. Um, and so I was like, Oh, that's there. <laughs> but the cool thing is, is as soon as we were done with Westminster, that's when we made a beeline for the, for the boat. Yeah. And while we were on the boat up the Thames, we got the air show. Oh, perfect. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that was amazing. Like the poor guy on the boat, though, trying to do the tour. I don't know why he just didn't give up and be like, I'll just come back when it's done. Yeah. <laughs> he kept yeah, going. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and that Uber boat, we took the yeah. Uber boat on the way back from Greenwich. That thing, that is awesome. Yeah. The, the boat's great. excellent. I do say to people, because, yeah. you know, obviously everybody always thinks about the tube or catching the London buses, but, the, you know, go down the Thames, you can see, it, you get great views of the bridges and, and views of London skyline and London, um, the buildings that you don't, you're obviously not going to see when, you, when you're walking up close to them. So, yeah. and I'm glad you went down to Greenwich. That's always a, a favourite of mine. I, I, I did fit in a, a day in Greenwich again this trip. I always go down there. Um, the Naval Hall is my particular favourite, the Painted Hall. It's fantastic. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I'm glad that you managed to get down to that. That's really good. Yeah, we didn't stand on the whole Prime Meridian because there was oh. another line for that. And by <laughs> the time we made it up the hill, it was so hot. And we were like, we must have walked over the Prime Meridian at some point around you here. So <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You definitely would have done. So um, is there anything, Lisa, next time that when you plan your trip that you would do differently? Um, I think maybe we would like to try trying to do a B&B, Airbnb. Yeah. Like as like a home base. Right. Yeah. Kind of. But we had never done that before. And we're like, I'm not picking my first trip to Europe to do to mess with that. I had never done it. Yeah. Um, I haven't done it in the States. We haven't done it there. So that was one thing when I read that question to my husband, that's what he said, maybe doing that. But even when we're already thinking of our next trip there, I don't even think that's going to work because there's so many things we want to see that I just don't think that's, you know, and I, so maybe the other piece of advice would be just make sure, or, you know, one thing I, would do differently is just planning, making sure I planned my train trips just a little more in mind, realizing like you, that also means you're going to miss a half a day. Yes. Yeah. You know, that, that don't forget, you know, that, so trying to do that and maybe extending it, we were lucky everywhere we went, we stayed two nights, except, you know, London was longer, but it was just enough to get there, do what you have to do and go. Yeah, that's good. And you did plan a really, it was a good, the the way you planned it was really good in terms of doing that circular route as well. So you got the best out of it. And also you get, you get to see the countryside when you're on the train, which is always Yes, nice. <laughs> yes, yes. It was beautiful. Very beautiful. So that's good. Um, I always end with one, one question. Yeah. So um, what is the one tip that you would give to anybody who's planning their visit to the UK for the first time? Okay. So be prepared for crowds. Can yeah. you tell I was a little thrilled by the crowds? <laughs> yeah. And cute. Have patience, but book whatever you can early. Yeah. So I think the best thing was I was so grateful that Windsor Castle, the tower, and you know all of those places that we booked online ahead of time. And didn't have to stand in the line where you didn't have tickets. Yeah. You know, um, and pick your times. Um, you know, you can pick your time that you go in, you know, the timed entry. It's not necessarily a guarantee. I would kind of let everybody know that, you know, um, but it, at least it gives you something to go by. 
But yeah, I would say anything you can do online ahead of time, 100%, you know, do. Thanks so much, Lisa, for coming on the podcast. It was great to talk to you. Yes, no, it was great. Thanks for having me. Thanks once again to Lisa for joining me on this week's episode. You can find information and links to all the places Lisa mentioned in this week's show notes at uktravelplanning.com forward slash episode 61. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to support our work, you could become a podcast sponsor from as little as three US dollars a month. You can find more information via the show notes and receive a shout out in a future podcast episode. That just leaves me to say for this week, happy UK travel planning. Thank you.